0: This is We Watch Movies. I am your host, Forrest, and joining me today, as always, is my good friend and host, a very sleepy Elijah. Elijah, how are you doing today? I'm pretty
1: sleepy, but I'm also pretty good, so I'll take it.
0: (laughs) So just how long ago did you wake up?
1: Um, I woke up at seven, but I got out of bed ten minutes ago. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm, that feels about right. I mean, it's yeah. Saturday.
0: Yeah, it is. <laughs> what else do you want me to do on Saturday? I don't know. Get up and make a, as like a normal person. Yeah, All right. Yeah. yeah normal so, people. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not quite that. Today is a minicast episode, and we are just going to be casual, talking about films that we've been watching recently in our own lives, and they won't be the same film, so we'll kind of popcorn it back and forth talking briefly about some of the things we've been watching. Uh, Before we get to that, I'll just throw up an obligatory spoiler warning, Uh, though we won't be spoiling any films that not the both of us have seen. uh, We have a Instagram account. It's at WeWatchMoviesPodcast. I run it. I post some content in regards to each episode each week where I try to. It kind of gets a little much for me, but do that. It's 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 a lot of fun, so you might want to check that out. And Way to just take all the credit for that. All right. Elijah helps out a lot. He He provides all the content. I just post it Really, I mean that's it. Dang right. Yeah, that's I right. do nothing. That's right. That was a lot. <laughs> I don't think I've ever Just even looked at ed- it. <laughs> Just all the editing. He thinks up all the hashtags, which is very difficult. And so, bravo to him
1: for that. I'm know. a social media
0: god. Yes, yes, and very humble too, might I add.
1: That's what they call me. What
0: humble. <laughs> They call him Humble Guy. So,
1: I I think what was my Earthbender name? Rock Guy or something?
0: (laughs) No, 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 no. Don't be so crass. Earth Guy. Or just Guy. Oh yeah, just Guy. (laughs) Yeah, just Guy. So I think that's all the business we have to wrap up on. We'll dive into this episode, Guy. Why don't you start us off with something you've been watching recently?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. Which one should I start with? Um, Mm, I'll start with that one. Oh yeah. That's a good choice. Thanks. 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 I finally got to see birds of prey or the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. And it was great. It was a great time. I really loved it. It certainly Mm. is not groundbreaking in any way, but Kathy Ann does a great job in the director's chair. She, uh, It's like very well put together visually clear the action is solid i figured out i learned the the stunt coordinator for the movie was the same guy same team that did john wick so the stunts Mm -hmm. were quality um the story was very simple it was bad guy wants a diamond let's stop him from getting the diamond um But the characters really stole the show. Margot Robbie absolutely kills it. So does the whole cast. Everyone kills it. Mary Elizabeth Winstead steals every scene. They're all
0: killing in this film. They are all killing in this film. And it's really fun to watch. Um, Yes. Elijah loves to watch killing. It's his favorite thing. That sounded weird. I mean, it's kind of not wrong. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I wasn't expecting you to agree with me when I said it. (laughs) I mean, your favorite movie's Logan, so shut up. Uh, (laughs) Mm. Yes, but not for the same reasons that it would be your favorite film. Were it your favorite film, I don't... I
1: I enjoy the technical aspects behind well-done action, and if that action involves well-done killing, then I'm done. So be it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, just a cherry on top.
1: But Birds of Prey was great. Ewan McGregor hammed it up as Black Mask and it was Is glorious. Is that a good thing? Yeah, yeah. He he owned that role. It was hilarious. I loved him in it. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, it was just a super, super enjoyable popcorn movie. It was kind of um, like a would say a top tier popcorn movie where it isn't just mindless trash, but it's not like high art or anything. Just really solid. I gave it four stars on letterboxd. I'd definitely watch it again. Well, it is very, very violent though. Like it's R
0: for a reason. So if you're not into that stuff, yeah, yeah. I was going to ask because I don't know, at least for me, I hear popcorn and there's a connotation of being very light in content and, you know,
1: I more mean just like a sit back and watch the Pretty Colors movie. You don't have Mm. to pay a ton of attention to the plot. You can, and there's definitely some depth there, but it's a really solid, just fun movie. But definitely not for the kids, it sounds. (laughs) (laughs) No. Lots of legs are broken. Backward. Mm. Also, a hyena eats a guy's leg.
0: Yeah, that's weird. But hey. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it's not not a film that I was particularly interested in seeing when it came out, and I still don't hold any interest towards seeing it today. But I know you've been looking forward to it for a while. I, I thought the marketing for this film was dreadful and the fact that they changed the name of the film in the middle of the theatrical run before everything got shut down i thought was too little too late they probably should have started it off by calling it harley quinn's birds of prey or even just harley quinn would have sufficed it sounds like to me that the majority of the film was just harley quinn yeah. from what i've read is is that accurate
1: Uh. I'd say it's like 75% Harley Quinn's story, mm-hmm. but yeah. all the other birds are awesome. So yeah. it's not like they're useless. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wow. I think, uh, yeah, the name change was stupid, but I did like the trailer and the trailer is what got me interested. So at least that part of the marketing was effective. <laughs>
0: It's the Suicide Squad film he always wanted.
1: It really is. It was so much better than the flaming pile of garbage that is Suicide Squad.
0: Well, that's a little harsh.
1: No. I'm just, no, I'm it's just kidding. It's much too, too easy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I remember the day that they released Jared Leto's Joker, the image of him in the makeup and we were in class, and I thought it looked like flaming hot garbage. And you were, you know, defending. You're like, actually, it doesn't look too bad. I was like, Are you I kidding was me? optimistic. <laughs> you are a little too optimistic.
1: If there's one thing to give Suicide Squad, the costumes and stuff were good. That's it, though.
0: Mm. Okay. I mean, okay, whatever,
1: that's fine. It was nominated for best makeup.
0: It was not.
1: Yeah, best costuming and makeup. Oscar nominated
0: Suicide Squad. Not a joke. You wash your mouth. That's ridiculous. All right. I wish I was. You done- <laughs> <laughs> Are you done talking about Birds of Prey?
1: Yeah. Uh, check it out if you're into fun, violent superhero movies. Mm hmm. If that's your niche, you'll really like it.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, I'm actually going to talk about not a film per se, but a performance within a film. And I'm going to be talking about what I believe is the best Leonardo DiCaprio performance I've ever seen. And obviously he gets a lot of praise. And you have to see The Revenant. He gets a lot of praise for the just mentioned Revenant, uh, Django Unchained, Inception, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Wolf of Wall Street, Titanic. He has a lot of big name credits and he's a very good actor, that's undeniable. But I watched a film a few weeks ago that blew me away in terms of his performance. And that film was oddly enough, the 90s hit I guess I'll call it what's Eden Gilbert Grape starring Johnny Depp and Leonardo DiCaprio and I thought it was a fairly unremarkable film definitely not my taste there was this odd satirical almost black comedy to it that I I just don't like in general it's very it felt like a very Johnny Depp-esque film if you would believe that right but Leonardo DiCaprio plays Gilbert Grape's younger brother. He is a seventeen-year-old boy who is turning eighteen who is mentally handicapped, severely mentally handicapped, and I was absolutely blown away by the performance that DiCaprio displayed. It was it was unbelievable how he had all these, t- these mannerisms, the way he interacted with the other characters on screen. It was, it, it oddly enough, it, it sounds strange to say, but it was beautiful. And it was some of the best acting I've ever seen. And apparently, he performed so well that at the movie's premiere, people were stunned when they realized that DiCaprio himself was not mentally handicapped in any way. It is nothing else. This is a film that I gave two and a half stars in the letterbox. Like I said, it was unremarkable. But for the pure, it has value for just watching DiCaprio's performance, which I think is the best I've ever seen. And granted, I've not seen all of his movies or even all his hits, but I definitely think he had, he deserved an Oscar nomination for his role in this film. Well,
1: I did not expect that, but I'm I'm glad it was amazing. I kind of want to watch it now just to see, see what he can do. I know I've heard people, I've talked to people about that movie, and I do remember the bit about people being surprised where he wasn't mentally handicapped. Uh, right. i yeah, that's super cool. Um, so yeah, you, was, you'd say it's mostly just worth watching for the performance.
0: Oh yeah, I I I would say that I gave it an extra half star to a full star on Letterboxd purely because of DiCaprio's performance. Every scene he's in, he captures the whole thing. He captures the whole show. You're not paying attention to any other character except Di- DiCaprio's character. You're emotionally invested into that character for the good and the bad and it's it's wonderful in that way otherwise I'd say the film is mm, meh
1: well okay that's awesome I don't know anything about the movie so I don't have much to say but it's always great to find a new
0: favorite performance yeah and that's and that's not to discredit Johnny Depp or the rest of the cast because I thought They performed their roles exceedingly well. But when you've got one actor that steals the show like that, it's hard to pay attention to anyone else's performances.
1: Cool. Did he get an Oscar nom for it?
0: He didn't. I don't think he did.
1: Okay. It sounds like. Yeah. I know he didn't win because that was the meme for a while, but it sounds like something that would have
0: gotten nominated at least. Yeah, no, you're right, but uh, it—I don't think it did, and I think that's a major shame because I think it's, from what I've seen, his his best role.
1: Cool. Have you seen Hollywood? I've
0: seen—I've seen, I've seen two thirds of it. I kind of shut it off.
1: Yeah, I know. Way that, that's fine. I know you don't like the movie. I thought that was Leo's best performance, personally. Yeah, um, but I have not seen What's Eating Gilbert Grape, so I cannot compare the two. But if you want more good Leo movies, yeah. The Revenant and Holly- Once Upon a Time in Hollywood are some of my
0: favorites. Right, right. No, and if that's your thing, definitely go and check that out. He was nominated for Best Supporting Actor at the Academy Awards, did not win, but I definitely think he deserved to win that. Do you know who did win that year? Oh, you're asking me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I I don't know. (laughs) I was like, that's so odd that he knows this. If you just give me one second, I'll...
1: I I already forget what year you said it was, so I don't (laughs) don't know.
0: I don't think I even said what year it was. It was 1994. That's why I was surprised that you... Was it a
1: Shawshank performance that won? Maybe Morgan Freeman?
0: No, it was Tommy Lee Jones and the Fugitive.
1: Oh, that's a great movie.
0: Uh, The other some of the other nominees were Ray Fiennes and Schindler's list and John Malkovich in in the line of fire
1: surprised Ray Fiennes didn't win. That was a, that was something else in Schindler's list.
0: Just briefly before we go back to your films, Schindler's list is one of those films that I thought transcended film, if you will. It's almost, it's hard for me to rank it on a, list because it feels so important and so the the subject is so heavy that it feels it it feels almost disrespectful to rank it on some sort of list you know what i'm saying
1: oh i I completely agree it's it like it. It was a straightaway five stars for me on Letterboxd. But I've seen it once, and I don't plan to watch it again. It's it's a it's it's yeah. one of the hardest films you, I've ever seen to
0: to get through.
1: It's it's brutal. It's everyone should watch it once. I think. Um, yeah. And it, like you said, it's a movie. It you you feel dirty pointing out any like flaws in the movie because right. it, it doesn't even feel like a movie to be honest um
0: no it feel it literally feels like a snapshot of history and one of the darkest moments in history and it's i think it's very important to watch and i view it with a lot of reverence because of that i
1: absolutely agree
0: it it and we'll move on to lighter topics here, but it much feels like when I visited the, uh, the American Holocaust museum, it feels just very somber. It's a very important thing to do. I'd recommend anyone do it, but it's not something that I would say, Hey, we had a lot of fun, you know,
1: but yeah, I I agree with all of that completely. But uh, moving on to the 2020 Pixar movie onward. (laughs) (laughs) Nice segue. Thanks, man. Uh, so I I missed Onward in theaters. I think it was in theaters for like two weeks before everything shut down. Uh, but yeah, I, ha- I have Disney Plus, so I hey. watched it. Jackie and I watched it the other night, and I was like so extremely surprised. It is brilliant. I loved it. Um, I one of my favorite Pixar movies, probably top tier. Mm. It's the story of two elf brothers in this weird fantasy world set in modern times. If you've seen uh, Bright on Netflix oh. with Will Smith, it's like that, oh. except animated. And, and better. I hear it's good. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Onward, it's about two brothers, two elf brothers who... Uh, are being raised by a single mom because their dad died of some illness um, before the younger brother was even born. Hmm. And the younger brother voiced by Tom Holland, I think his name is Ian. I don't want to guarantee that. I think it was, but he like wants more than anything to meet his dad. And they find this magic spell that lets them bring him back for a day. And they try to do the spell, but it only works halfway. And they just have their dad's legs, (laughs) which in and of itself is very funny. But they then go on this quest to try and get the obligatory MacGuffin to help fix the spell and get their dad back. Um, And I won't go into spoilers because there's a lot of really great, really touching moments, especially the third act. The third act truly blew me away. It's excellent. but it's got one of the more surprising and unique messages in a Pixar movie, I think. I don't think it's a movie... I, I, like, I feel like a lot of Pixar movies that are praised are just made to be emotional. And they're like, okay, we're going to write this movie and it's going to make you cry. This movie felt like they wanted to write a great story and the emotion flows naturally from the story. Right. really it was very effortless in that way the script was very clever lots of great just setups and payoffs and the characters were awesome the voice performances from tom holland and chris pratt were amazing it's beautiful like just stunning animation one of the best animated movies i've seen in recent years and i'd put it probably just under Inside Out and The Incredibles in terms of Pixar movies. It was really, really great.
0: Wow. I praise because I know you adore both The Incredibles and Inside Out.
1: Yeah, yeah. I seriously can't recommend it enough. I don't know why it didn't get as much praise as other Pixar
0: classics, but
1: I, I really, really loved it.
0: Yeah, I was surprised by how much you liked it because all the reviews were essentially, it's good, not great. And that's kind of the area that fell in for me. And then the fact that it went pretty quickly to Disney Plus kind of made it quickly forgotten and obviously no fault and no fault of its own, but I kind of forgot about it.
1: Yeah, I did too. Jackie just randomly selected it the other night. She was like, Hey, let's watch Onward. And I was like, okay. And I'm so, so glad I did. Um, (laughs) I'm not one to hold like the early Pixar movies in crazy high esteem. I think they're good. I don't think they're super special. Um, Except for the Incredibles. That movie is incredible. But Onward is it's something special i think
0: when you say early pixar movies are you speaking about toy story and a bug's life are you speaking about anything Uh, i'm talking about the
1: i'm talking about the like the ones that everyone holds in reverence like the the og toy stories um um nemo monsters inc all those early ones that are like oh my gosh it's the best thing ever and like i get it we all grew up with those but i don't think they're that special honestly
0: i would disagree with you on the first of toy story films otherwise we had this conversation this week i've never been this major pixar fan but certainly what toy story did to revolutionize that form of animation is, I can't be forgot, ignored, and it, it's just, yeah, I, I like those first two Toy Story films a lot, and not just because I, I do like them, and I
1: I get that Toy Story was important, but when you look at it as a movie, mm-hmm. it's it's good. <laughs> In all my right. Opinion.
0: Well, I think you're upsetting many people. All oh, nine sure of them.
1: <laughs> so many people love Toy Story to an unhealthy extent. I will say yeah. my favorite Pixar's, my favorite Pixar movie's Inside Out, um, and that, that one's pretty untouchable
0: in my mind. Yeah, yeah, it was a good one. Like I said, I'm not a huge Pixar fan. I don't, I don't freak out over them. But yeah, I did like Toy Story, Toy Story Two, and yeah, I, I will probably watch Onward soon. And you'll probably make do. me watch Onward soon if I don't. So. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Last thing I'll say is I gave it four and a half stars. So
0: that's, that is really a good rating. Ready for me to talk about my next film?
1: Yes, please do.
0: All right. The next film I am talking about was one I watched yesterday. It is the 1958 noir psychological thriller Vertigo starring James Stewart and Kim Novak, directed by the great Alfred Hitchcock. Hitchcock has such this presence in the landscape of cinema. And I've seen many of his films. I think the only only one I've seen, at least recently, had been The Birds. And I enjoyed it. And so I sat down to watch Vertigo yesterday. And by the way, If you want a free place to watch Virgo and other Hitchcock classics, the Peacock streaming app has them on there for free. And it is very easy to use. And I encourage you to do that if you want to watch some Alfred Hitchcock. Watch this film. And yeah, I was extremely impressed. There's a reason that it... Replace Citizen Kane as the greatest film ever made in the 2012 British Film Institute's uh, Critics Poll. It is a stellar film. The intrigue, the suspense that is held throughout the film, there is a twist in the film. Like many Hitchcock films, I don't think I'm spoiling anything by saying there's a twist, but I did not figure out the twist until it happened which is a true sign of a great twist and a great film there is a mystery that is presented to you the viewer and try as i might i you know i tried to solve it beforehand and it was just fascinating thinking about it and trying to figure out how hitchcock was going to explain the circumstances of the film and his explanation was extremely satisfying. It's an interesting look in human behavior and the obsessive nature that we can have. There's a lot of, I'll say it, there's the, this idea of objectification and and murder and all these different things. It's, it's absolutely fascinating. And I definitely encourage anyone who hasn't seen it to go watch it. One of the, I think there are many Hitchcock films where even if you haven't seen the film there are certain scenes that just everyone knows about and there's one scene in the middle of the film where James Stewart's Scotty has a nightmare and you can see him sleeping in the bed and the the lights the the lights start flashing between red and blue and there's just this iconic beating pulse of a score that is singed in my mind it's one of the best moments of a film I've ever seen. I love this film to death. I gave it a five stars on letterboxd. Definitely recommend you guys go and check it out.
1: Well, that's awesome. Um, I don't know if you mentioned this, but is it, is it a murder mystery? Is that what it is?
0: Yeah. Yes, and no. <laughs> if that's the original okay. mis—the mysh- original mystery that's presented to you is not a murder mystery, and but there is murder intrigue certainly involved in that, and it's it's definitely better if you go and watch it yourself. I don't know if this is one you are interested in, Elijah, but I would definitely recommend it. Yeah,
1: I haven't. I've only seen two Hitchcock movies, um, so. And this is not one of them, so mm. I'll I'll probably watch it at some point. It sounds really good, to be honest. Uh, the one thing I can offer to this conversation is that Vertigo and Hitchcock was the first was the first movie to popularize the dolly zoom technique, mm. also known as the Vertigo shot, <laughs> um, where the camera um, pulls away from the subject while simultaneously zooming in and it gives this really weird effect. Um, Yeah.
0: There's a lot of that.
1: Yeah. If there's, if you don't know what I'm talking about, the scene in guardians of the galaxy Two, funny enough when star Lord is under the influence of ego and ego mentions that he killed his mother that shot. Of the mm. of Star Lord's face, that that's a Vertigo shot. Yeah, um, it's a great that's a great shot. Yeah, I think it's super cool, and I love seeing them in movies. That yeah. is all I know about Vertigo. <laughs> Definitely go and watch it. It's a it's a great film.
0: You will not regret
1: it. Good to know. I'll write it down.
0: Actually, I won't because I don't write many things down. But I'll remember yeah. it. No, yeah. no, that's fine. That's fine. I'll remind you because you won't. why don't you
1: tell us about your next film okay last one i'll talk about today watched it last night because jackie hasn't seen the how to train your dragon movies so i was like well we gotta watch the how to train your dragon movies so i bought the trilogy and we started last night and dang Mm. it the first one's a really good movie um it's just like it's nothing mind-blowing it's not some perfect masterpiece, but it's just really good. Uh, DreamWorks best uh, franchise by
0: far. Um, I can hear all the Shrek fans screaming right now. Shrek's a meme. They're not good. (laughs) You know, I agree with you. Yeah.
1: Um, The Dragon movies, though, I have not seen the third one. Very excited to. But Dragon 1 and 2 are phenomenal. Two is I think the best animated sequel that I've seen maybe ever um,
0: but they're not Pixar so they're the worst
1: yeah well <laughs> we just got over me talking about how I think Toy Story is overrated <laughs> now you're going to make everyone hate you oh I'm sure they already do <laughs> I love Speed Racer remember oh um. so how to train Your dragon the first thing I noticed to be honest, is that the character models have not aged super well. Yeah. They definitely definitely look a little bit aged. The movie came out 10 years ago, which is pretty crazy considering the third one came out last year. That's insane. Yeah, they took their time with it, which I appreciate it. But what did stand out was literally everything else. The direction, especially during the flying scenes, Is stunning this movie is gorgeous Um, the score is like it's Oscar nominated it might have even won I can't remember but score is incredible the story is great there's so many great moments of parallelism like when Hiccup first captures Toothless and he sees him all tied up and he can't kill him he's like I did this and then at the end we're spoiling this one by the way because we've both seen it um, stoic Hiccup's dad thinks Hiccup's dead and he's looking out and he's like I did this it's great storytelling with the bookended thing there uh, the act two is super fun and interesting with going back and forth between the dragon training and uh, the other dragon training I guess <laughs> with Hiccup training toothless and Hiccup learning how to kill dragons it's Super interesting. It flows really well. This pay- the movie like it goes at a really good clip. The pacing is immaculate. It's like a hundred minutes long, and it feels like eighty or ninety minutes. Honestly, um, and I just I can't gush enough about how great the flying scenes look. It is incredible. I'm a sucker for good visuals, and this movie has that in spades a really solid story with a great script, fun characters, just one of the best modern animated movies and franchises. I think the second one
0: is even better, but we can talk about that another time. (laughs) Yeah, this is one I have seen. I haven't seen in a while, but I remember when I watched it a while ago, I think it was eight years ago. I remember it being extremely high quality. So I definitely look forward to watching the third one at some point. And I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. It sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun watching through those films.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm unbelievably excited for the second one because from what I remember, I've seen that, I saw that movie probably five years ago, the second one, Mm -hmm. from what I remember, it may be the best directed animated movie I've ever seen in terms of just like, pure technical shot composition and framing and all of that. Um, and it's interesting. I did some reading on it. The director, well, the first one was directed by two guys and the second and third were directed by one of those guys. But their goal was to make it feel very different from animated movies. They wanted to shoot it as if it was a live action movie. So all of their shots, um, there's a lot of camera movement, which is unique. Mm-hmm not unheard of in animation, obviously, but a lot of the shots feel like, oh, I've seen that in live action movies. It's really interesting, Um, really cool, and I just, you can, one of the few animated, well, one of the, not one of the few, sorry. It's one of those movies that you can just tell the creators really, really cared about making a great movie. Um, They weren't phoning it in, in any sense of the word, and. If you haven't seen the Dragon movies, watch the Dragon movies, <laughs> they're great.
0: If they get Guy's seal of approval. Guy recommended. <laughs> Would you say that it's better shot composition than something like uh, Ghost in the Shell?
1: Um, I, I hate to cop out, but it feels very different. Uh, a lot of the great shot composition from Dragon comes from the dynamic camera work and that's fair. That's fair. action, whereas Ghost in the Shell is more about single frames that are just like wallpaper material.
0: Um, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna
1: Yeah. I'll say I'll say on I think the art is better in Ghost in the Shell by far, but the direction purely hmm. not from like a storytelling or symbolic standpoint, but the technical camera work
0: is better in Dragon. Yeah, no, that makes sense. If you had to give this a score, what did you give it on Letterboxd? I have
1: it at four stars right now. It's just nice. really great, really well made. Uh, the second one I have at five stars. Mm, so I'm wow. excited to see if
0: that it's as dope. good
1: as I remember. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Glad you enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, love it. Uh, you have one more movie to talk about, yeah?
0: I do. I do. It is the 1960 Alfred Hitchcock film Psycho.
1: Okay. Now, please don't spoil this one because I really want to see it.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to. I just certainly will not spoil it. Like I said, released in 1960. I think this is probably. I'm not going to say it's his. I think many people will argue with. It. I think this is certainly his most iconic piece of work. And even if you haven't seen the film, everyone has seen at least one iconic scene from this film. Most people know the shower scene. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm sure there's a large part of people out there that know the ending without ever even watching the trailer for this film, which is interesting because by the way, the trailer was a six minute long trailer That contained not a single second of film from uh, from this film. It was all it was purely Alfred Hitchcock walking around the the site of this film and talking about the location, and it got people crazy. You know, it got people revved up enough to go and watch this film. There's a lot to discuss about this film and it'd be interesting to give it a full segment after you've seen it i'd be down for that yeah certainly not just from the story aspect but everything that went into into the story in the build up towards it in making the film there's so much controversy it's so odd it was the first i believe it was the first on screen appearance of a toilet flushing and that was very controversial.
1: Really controversial material there.
0: Yeah. Uh, there were other things that were far more controversial. The opening scenes, the shower scene that got the review board very up in a tizzy. And yeah, Hitchcock had to work through all that. The Yeah, it's, it's a great film. I just want to talk about. Obviously, like I said, there's a lot in this film. There's a lot that will surprise you. It was interesting going into watching this film, having never seen it, never looked up any synopsis of the film, and because it's so it's so popular, I already knew how it was going to end before I even began it. So it didn't quite have the same effect on me as Vertigo did, perhaps. I will say this film is so good. At suspense, the anxiety, it filled me with the fear, it filled me with the, it, it's so creepy and disturbing on a lot of levels. Still not, well, it, it, it's, it's very dark and there are some very harsh moments in it. it. This film came out after Vertigo, which was shot in Technicolor. However, instead of using his big film crew, hitchcock decided to use a television crew to film this movie and it's shot in black and white and it looks it looks less it it looks lower budget which i think gives it maybe a cleaner look than the technicolor which i don't think has aged well at all and I think that's why it has remained... One of the reasons why it's remained so iconic and so rewatchable today. This film, he spent $800,000 making this film and the return on it was $50 million in the box office. And I'm, I'm assuming that's not all at once, but it's, it's lifetime run. Yeah, it's a... That's pretty profitable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I that's, would say...
1: It's like a lot of percent
0: return. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's more than 50 times a return. It's a very good film. Definitely recommend watching it. I gave it a four and a half stars on letterboxd. Yeah, wow. it's, it's a, it's a great film. I, I will note one thing. I don't want to hear your thoughts. Both the vertigo and psycho received mixed reviews from the critics, but after the audience, loved both films it forced the critics to go back and re-review both films that's kind of
1: hilarious honestly um and it gives me hope that one day speed racer will be widely received that's great (laughs) (laughs) but i'm glad you loved both of the hitchcock movies i am curious do either of them hold a candle to 12 Angry Men? And I know they're very
0: different. Oh, that is, yeah, that's, that is really hard to, I mean, that is, uh, it's hard for me to say. Obviously 12 Angry Men is something we've discussed and we both agree is, I, I can't identify a single flaw in that film. Uh they're just so starkly different. I would say, yeah, I would say they, they at least hold a candle to them. Okay. Wow. That's high praise, but I wouldn't necessarily say either are perfect where 12 angry men is definitely, like I said, a film that I can't find a flaw in. So, yeah, Yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Um,
1: You definitely need to watch it. I want to, I've been, every time I go to Walmart, I look and see if they have it in the $5 bin and they've yet to. So Mm. your Walmart is lame. Trust me, my, my best buy and my target here in Bloomington have not restocked in a while.
0: (laughs) You know, I've not been to best buy since late February and it's hurting me deeply.
1: It's a fun time. Just wear your mask and don't touch people.
0: Don't touch people. Don't touch me, please.
1: Um, Okay. I'm going to take over the episode for a second. Yeah, please do. Before we wrap up, we're going to wrap up pretty soon. But I want to briefly intro our next series, which I don't think I've ever been more excited for the podcast than the next many weeks. We're doing Harry Potter, all eight movies. Over four different episodes and it's gonna be a grand old time Forrest has not seen them and he literally knows nothing Forrest how much do you know about Harry Potter what's Harry Potter okay and that's actually kind of accurate he knows absolutely nothing he knows that the main character's name is maybe Harry Potter I think Um,
0: so I want I th- to I think Daniel Radcliffe is in this film. He is. He he is in it a little bit. He's in I think they cast him because he was so popular. He was such a popular actor, right? Uh yes.
1: Def yeah. definitely. That's the reason. <laughs> um I do. I want hear to this franchise you... hurt his his career a little bit. Just a little bit. He totally didn't get Set right. for Life <laughs> off of it and can now do movies like Swiss Army Man and Guns Akimbo. Mm-hmm. Those are movies. Yep, watch them at your own risk. <laughs> um, I do want to ask you, what are your expectations going in
0: to Harry Potter for the first time? I don't have any expectations. I don't know. I I, I know so little about it. I don't know what to expect. I know that people either. Absolutely love these films to an unhealthy level, or they haven't seen them at all, and or they just don't like them. So I I don't know what to expect, Elijah. It it, it's hard for me to have an expectation of something I know so little about. I think they're going to be good, at least. I don't think they're going to be. Atrocious in any way. I don't think they're going to be bad. I think they're at least going to be quality film, quality story. Yeah. One thing
1: I can say fairly objectively, I think, is that at the very, very least, they are all competently made movies. I don't think you'll be offended by anything on screen. Um, like, like you said, I don't think you'll think anything is atrocious. You may be just lukewarm on them. Uh, but I don't think you'll hate them by any means.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You've been wrong before, but hopefully I don't hate them. (laughs) Please don't hate them. Otherwise... We'll have a repeat of Die Hard. Otherwise, I'm picking Solo for our next episode. I will use my veto powers on Solo. I promise you. (laughs) What we're going to do is if you hate Harry Potter,
1: I'm picking solo and you're going to mute for 30 minutes while I talk about how great solo is. I might take a nap. I mean, that's fine. (laughs) That means you won't be able to say anything bad about it. (laughs) Uh, Back to Harry Potter really quickly, just so people can get my perspective. Uh, I am nuts about Harry Potter. Yeah, you are. I read the first book in first grade and proceeded to read them all thereafter. I vividly remember receiving the seventh book in the mail and devouring it when I was nine. And I've read them like 10 times since then. I've seen all of the movies dozens of times. I've owned multiple copies of every book. I own every movie on Blu-ray and DVD. And it's kind of unhealthy, but also I'm not upset at all. Um, my favorite of the movies are 8, 3, and 5. And my least favorite is 2. So, yeah. I know that gave you nothing, but that's where I'm at right now. I'm, ex- I'm interested to see if any of my opinions change. I haven't actually watched through all of them in a while.
0: Um, fast forward several weeks from now and Elijah realizes they're all bad <laughs> uh, don't you ever say that again <laughs> uh, that's rough buddy Long
1: franchise you'll note at least I hope that Harry Potter has an equally number equally large number of applicable in all scenarios quotes I quote mm-hmm. Harry Potter so much. Jackie gets kind of sick of it, but I, I don't sympathize with her.
0: <laughs> Does she like Harry Potter?
1: Yeah, yeah. She has seen the first three movies. They're a little scary for her. Um, little intense. Wait, you did They were scary. She I don't loves. Know if I want to watch this. Eh, you're fine. She <laughs> loves the books though.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I think oh, one thing to note the first two were directed by Chris Columbus, the third was directed what? by Alfonso Cuaron the fourth was directed by Mike Newell and five through eight were directed by David Yates. The only, they were all written by
0: the same guy except number five was written by a different guy I thought that, they were all written by a woman. J.K. Roll, uh, Forrest's
1: screenplays and books JK. are
0: different First off, how dare you
1: assume I was serious? First off, how dare you joke about anything related
0: to Harry Potter? <laughs> well, I realized Elijah can't take a joke. <clears throat> yeah, no, I am. Uh, I am. You're going to say excited, but you don't know if you are or not. <laughs> I'm just looking forward to. Watching the good, the bad, and the ugly on the other side of this. <laughs> Touche. Why don't you take us away and wrap us up? <laughs> Alright, next week we are going to be starting our Harry Potter special series. We will be watching the f- Harry Potter 1 and 2, I guess. Harry Potter
1: and the Sorcerer's Stone and Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets.
0: Hmm. We're watching those, and then in the second segment, he's making me take a test. Yes. So
1: He's going to find out what house he's
0: in. I'm in my house, but
1: you'll you'll understand after the first movie, like thirty minutes in. It's giraffe hoof.
0: That's the house I belong to, created by Jim Gaffigan. Nah. <laughs> All right, that's gonna wrap us up. He's for gonna today's... be a Hufflepuff. What? That's my that? prediction. <laughs> Hufflepuff. Okay, is that like a Jigglypuff sort of thing? No,
1: no. Robert Pattinson's a Hufflepuff.
0: I don't like the idea of being a Hufflepuff. That just sounds.
1: <laughs> that is the meme house. <laughs> Nobody likes being a Hufflepuff.
0: <laughs> well, then i I am not. I don't know what it means, but no, <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> uh, well, the the hat does take your choice into consideration. So we'll see. I don't. I don't know what that means. So <laughs> this is really fun for me, by the way. <laughs> yeah i am in the dark here so that's gonna do it for today i have been forrest he has been guy this has been we watch movies you guys have been beautiful until next time stay beautiful it's harry potter time baby